welcome to the EQFit podcast. Our mission is to equip people to prosper in every aspect of their life. Whether you're at home or in the workplace, we explore practical ways of improving success, satisfaction, finding balance, and building enjoyable and beneficial relationships. Thank you for joining us. Recently, somebody asked me, why do you have so much passion in doing leadership development work with organizations and with their leaders? Well, for me, the answer is simple. It's because I know firsthand the challenges, the joys, the frustrations, the fears, the hopes, the failures, the mistakes, and the opportunities of being a leader. When I started to dive deep into what it means to be a good leader, how do you get to a point where not just you, but other people look at you and say, there's a good leader? I started to dive deep into that, do research on it, uh, observe a variety of different organizations. At this point, I've worked with hundreds of organizations, thousands of different people in my life. And during this deep dive, what I realized was leadership is a complex environment that includes awareness of self and awareness of others in multiple dimensions. And this really ignited my passion to help others bring out their best leader. I want to step aside for just a second and just share some some thoughts that I don't really have notes about this, but in my observations over the years, there is so much uncertainty, there is so much confusion, there is so much just ignorance. And ignorance is not a bad thing. It's just a lack of knowledge about what leadership really is and what are the component parts that you can put together in a way to create good leadership. And frankly, leadership that has a real impact. So many people get management and leadership confused. And I think I saw something recently online that said, Oh, well, uh, you know, all this nonsense about leadership being different than management is just nonsense. If you have a good management program and you follow your processes, everything will be great. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Obviously, I don't agree with that because that works really well right up into the point that you're dealing with other people. And people are dynamic and their lives are dynamic. There's a lot of stuff going on for people. There's a lot of shifting and moving going on in everybody's lives. So good leadership goes far beyond good management skills. And it is an impact that not only helps somebody in a team be successful, helps the team be successful as a whole, but moves far beyond that. It starts to create this culture and this, call it an ecosystem, that fosters growth. And that's what I want to talk to you more about today. 
So as I said, when I finally cut through all of the the ignorance and confusion and really got to see what are those true component parts that can help every leader be a better leader. I just want to share that with everybody. Now, if we were to define leadership, and we probably should have started with this, but if we were to define leadership, if you ask 10 different people to define leadership, you'll probably get 10 different answers. And there may be some similarities in those answers. Here's how I define leadership. And this is not an all-inclusive definition, but some really important parts of what I believe true leadership is. Number one, I think we have to have the right context. Everybody is a leader because they have to lead themselves. So leadership starts with every single person. Everyone is a leader. And then their actions, their behavior, what they do impacts other people, even if it's only by example or by influence. Number two, leadership is not about authority. It's about influence. There's that word influence again. That's important because people get hung up in, oh, I'm the leader. And then they almost immediately, so many almost immediately go to, oh, I got to manage. I got to do this. I got to, we got to have the right processes. And those are important. Okay. I don't have any problem with those. But that is not the totality of leadership and certainly not of good leadership. Leadership isn't about an authoritarian position. It's about the influence that you have with other people. And the third one, leadership includes multiple dimensions. So there's communication, there's vision casting, teamwork, engagement, trust, leading people through change, execution, motivation, and I could go on and on with this list. There are many other elements in leadership, but that's a good place to start. Thinking of leadership as having a multidimensional approach. Well, I want to share a really brief story with you that's going to open up the conversation for the rest of our time together. We, where we live right now, have a very nice view out of our back double doors that are glass. We look into a forested area, lots of trees, lots of wildlife. I mean, it's really, really pretty. We really enjoy that. I love the view. It reminds me of the many years I spent in the mountains and forests of our country, from the Rocky Mountains to Kansas City in that area to really all over the country. But I've always gravitated to the forests, the mountains, places like that. As I was studying the trees the other day, I had a moment of revelation. A leader is like a tree. Let me explain. Okay, so... How is a leader like a tree? Well, let's just look at a tree and the different parts of a tree and then compare those to what leadership is. The roots. Let's start with the roots. What you don't see on a tree are the roots. 
unless you trip over them like I have at times. Most of the root system, though, is underground. A leader has roots as well. These roots are the primary source of nourishment and growth. The soil will determine the ability for the tree to grow. A leader needs to have strong roots to grow as well. The root system for a leader comes from a variety of things. Number one, the culture, education, experiences, and the learning that the leader has had in their life. Number two, embedded in the leader's root system are critical elements, self-awareness, self-management, self-leadership, many different forms of intelligence, IQ, EQ, AQ, CQ. What are those? Well, IQ, you know what that is. EQ is emotional intelligence. AQ is acquired intelligence. CQ is conversational intelligence. Then there's personality, there's habits and patterns, and there's even the spiritual aspects of that leader's life. Those are all critical elements that are embedded in the root system of a leader. And the third thing to think about, the taproot, the root that goes the deepest, that's the beliefs and the values of that leader. These touch everything in the leader's life. All of these elements are below the surface where others may not see them. It's critical that the leader understands these things about themselves. If a leader, and again, that's really all of us, we're all leaders in some way. If a leader wants to thrive, then understanding the root system is where healthy and impactful growth can occur. That understanding reveals areas of strength and also gap areas. Now, a tree can only grow as much as its root system allows. The healthier the roots, the greater the growth. This is the same for us as individuals. The difference is we as people can transform our root system and even the soil that we gain nourishment from. We can change what we, where we plant ourselves and, and what we take in through our root system in learning, in training, in skill development. All of that is a part of that foundational root system. For a person to become an effective leader, it has to start with exploring what's below the surface. So looking inside first and real change comes from the inside out. Now let's talk about the next part of the tree, the trunk. The trunk of a tree is the core of the tree that is above the surface and exposed to the elements. It connects the roots and the branches. It allows nutrients to flow throughout the entire tree. It protects the tree. For us as leaders, our trunk is our core approach to life and work. It's our external presentation of our strengths, agility, confidence, competence, our character. It bears the weight of our efforts. It's the place between our unseen self, which is our roots, and the fruit that we bear, 
which is our productivity. The next part of a tree, of course, is the branches. Branches for a tree is the outrage into the environment to sustain growth. The number and health of the branches is directly impacted by the root system. A leader's branches are the outreach the leader has to impact their environment and seek healthy growth in themselves and in other people. And if you've ever seen a picture of a tree's complete, you know, everything from the top of a tree to the the root system, you will notice with most trees, the size of the root system, unless something is hindering it, the size of the root system is very similar to the size of the branches, the spread of the branches above the surface on the tree. So they run in parallel with most trees. So now that we know that, in a tree, the branches offer a place for birds and squirrels to occupy, where they can rest, they can nest, they can eat, they can sleep, they can live their lives. The branches for a leader are the avenues of connection and direction for their team. A place where they can connect, collaborate, be productive, grow, and learn. If you've ever watched a tree for any length of time, you'll see that each tree is its own ecosystem. Unhealthy trees do not attract much wildlife. Healthy trees can be centers of life for other creatures. The tree of leadership is just like this. Good leaders who are healthy in themselves attract people who want to follow them and grow with them. This is the symbiotic relationship that can exist when leaders understand who they are and how they can best impact the lives of others. Okay, we've talked about the roots, the trunk, the branches. Let's talk about the leaves. The leaves of a tree are absolutely critical. It is the source of energy for the tree. The leaves take in the sun and transform that into energy the tree can use to grow and to sustain itself. Leaves for a leader do exactly the same thing. Take in energy from the surrounding environment and transform that energy that it can be now applied to higher engagement, better teamwork, more satisfaction, better achievement levels, and, of course, growth. The leaves a leader cultivates directly impacts the followership of other people. That may be a little hard to follow, but I'm going to say it again. The leader decides the leaves that the leader is going to cultivate, the culture of their team, which is either going to attract or repel people. And it will either foster growth and it will foster energy and good collaboration, connection, communication, or the opposite. The more attractive the team environment is that is cultivated by the leader, the more people will want to live and work in that place. So what we've learned so far really comes down to a couple of things. 
Do you want to thrive or do you just want to survive? And we've seen that with the trees that we've observed through our life. We've seen trees that are just barely surviving, just hanging on. And then we've seen trees that are really thriving, are healthy and vibrant and create their own ecosystem that that has this wonderful interaction with the world around it. Well, let's get back to leaders for a minute. There was a recent study, I believe it was by Gallup, that said 53% of managers in the United States are currently in burnout. Now, if you've listened to any of my previous episodes on burnout, you'll know how serious I take that. Burnout is that place where hopelessness exists, where you feel like things just keep piling up and you never get enough done and you'll never catch up and there is no hope. And that's a very serious place to be. And I want anybody listening to this to understand burnout is no joke. This is where all kinds of things can happen that are bad things. And we don't want that. We don't want that for our people. We don't want that for our leaders. We don't want that for our organizations. We don't want that for our families. So 53% of managers in the United States are in burnout. That is not a place of thriving. Something in the ecosystem for those 53% is not conducive to health and growth. But where is it? What is it? This is why I am so passionate about what I do when I'm providing leadership development, when I'm working with leaders and when I'm working with organizations to help them grow and be healthy and have good cultures and And just be that place where people want to be, where they want to connect and interact with each other. This is why I'm so passionate about it. Here is the path to better health. So let's just focus in on one of those leaders that's in that 53% of burnout. How do we help them get out of that? And how do we help others stay out of that? Well, first we assess. And if you've heard me at all before, you know I'm, I've used psychometric tools for decades. And, but I don't, I don't use them for any other purpose than to provide deep insight and real help to people who want to improve their lives, improve their leadership, enhance their environment, you know, those good positive outcomes. It isn't an ego thing. It isn't a a status thing when I work with people and use these assessments. And by the way, when I say assessments, I mean multiple sciences, multiple assessments, a holistic approach, not this one and done kind of thing, which is which is just not a positive pathway. You cannot get good predictability and, and good insight by giving someone one assessment only. Now, I won't spend any more time on that, but you've heard my heart on that. 
if you're going to change, if you want to transform, then don't go halfway or don't go in a singular fashion. It'd be kind of like trying to to walk around in a room that's dark and you have nothing, you know, except just a pinprick of light to use. Why not turn the lights on and use everything available to you to really get a good vision of what that room looks like, which is your life. It's your life. It's your work. So start with assessments. I can rapidly identify where the unhealthy elements are that are hindering a leader through a customized set of validated assessments. Then I can share this insight with the leader so they can explore below the surface their root system. How healthy is their root system? And through that process, self-awareness grows. That's a growth process in itself and a very important one. The second step, once that's done and we have great clarity, and this is where so many people are, are just not knowledgeable in how all the different parts of themselves and their lives impact their leadership. There is a direct correlation, but the way that you see those correlating factors is that you go through these assessments and they tell you really insightful things about how you're using all of these different parts of yourself and gives you a pathway to enhance those if you want to. The second step then is that pathway. It's equip. The insight that we get gives us clear direction on next steps. What needs to be fixed, accomplished, or avoided. A roadmap for the leader can be created specific to the needs of that leader to provide whatever skill development or transformation is necessary. Again, and I'll state it probably again and again, this is why I'm so passionate. I can show people how they can significantly improve their lives and it doesn't cost very much And it's highly effective. Why would you not go down that pathway or go down that journey? Then the third part of that is align. These steps that we've taken now can be aligned with personal, professional, and organizational goals to ensure that people get the outcomes that they want. Do you even know what's possible for you? Do you even know your capacity? Do you know what you might be able to accomplish if we could unlock that unrealized potential in you? Now take that and apply it to other leaders, apply it to people in the workplace, people in your life. This process works no matter who you are. If you're a human being, this process is going to work if you want it to. And that's the key. So what's the value of all of this? Well, recently I saw a study that there were 2,000 leaders and there was a 415% return on investment over 12 months. In other words, for every $1 spent on leadership development, the organization enjoyed over $4 in return. I don't think you can get a 400% return on investment pretty much anywhere right now. 
personally, I've seen ROI numbers much higher than that. This is the bottom line that a lot of people want to see, right? The dollars, the numbers. Okay, there they are. I want to share that with people right up front. There is a huge return on investment if people are willing to invest in leadership development. Unfortunately, what happens is, oh, things are tight right now. We can't afford to develop people, which is exactly the opposite of what should happen. When things are tough, you develop people to enhance agility, enhance resilience, enhance skill sets, enhance leadership and communication, collaboration, execution, teamwork, motivation. I mean, it could go on and on. But the last thing you want to do is say, oh, got to put all of that on hold because things are crazy right now. Well, things are crazy because your bandwidth has been used up. If you want things to be uncrazy, let's increase your bandwidth, your leadership bandwidth. There is a real return on investment in leadership development. But here's some other areas of return on investment. When you do leadership development, reduce turnover. You know how costly turnover is in the workplace. Higher functioning teams, increased engagement levels. Everybody's trying to increase their engagement level. I mean, it's pretty low globally. I think the last Gallup number I heard was something in the uh, high 20s or low 30% of, of employees are really truly engaged. That's that's a lot of unrealized potential. Greater customer satisfaction, improved culture, enhanced employer brand, attract good talent. You, If you don't have a good employer brand, you're not going to attract the best talent. All of these are the fruit of good leadership. Good leadership is not static, but it's dynamic. For leaders to be effective and sustain long-term success, they have to continue to grow and improve their leadership skills and impact. This fosters growth throughout the organization. Simply put, leaders, teams, and organizations are either growing or declining. There is no middle ground. Next time you look at a tree, spend some time and really see all the parts of the tree. Is it healthy and attractive? Then when you look at a leader, whether that's yourself, and maybe we should focus on ourselves for now, or whether it's another leader, ask these questions. Is your leadership healthy? Is your root system healthy? The place that you grow as a leader. Are the people who follow you energized? That's the fruit. That's the leaves and the branches. Are you growing your leadership skills and impact? Is the busyness of life and work getting in the way of healthy growth? Where can you enhance your ecosystem? The growth and the success of organizations always comes down to leadership. The more that leaders are healthy and growing, the more the organization can thrive. What is that healthy and growing measure now for you or for your leaders? How do you measure that? How do you know if you're in a good place of, of growing and being healthy? 
I have a lot of people that say, oh, we do leadership development. We all sit down, uh, our leadership team, and we read a book together. And we go through that book together. That is a one-dimensional approach that has probably minimal impact on true leadership development. You know why? Because we're not looking at the root system of each of those leaders. We don't know what's under the surface. We don't know what they truly need. Do they need to read that book? Maybe, maybe not. But the reality is the this tree analogy I've been using is so important to understanding how to grow leadership in your organization. So where is your leadership now? Where is your organization's leadership now? Where do you want it to be? Thank you for joining us for this episode. If you have any questions about this week's episode or maybe a suggestion for future episodes you'd like us to explore, please contact us through our website at eqfit.org. For more information and inspiration, connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube at EQFit.